You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Well, if you're here in the room or you're watching online, I'm so glad you've come to join us around the world this morning. I'm truly believing that this word is a word that will encourage you, but also challenge you in a good way, because it's something that God's been encouraging me in and challenging me in as well. So why don't we open in prayer, hey? Lord God, I just thank you that, Holy Spirit, you are the one who guides us into all truth. And I just pray as we come around your word, Holy Spirit, that you will bring revelation, that you will bring insight, that you will bring discernment, and that you will reveal truth in a way that only you can. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, for the work you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, when I was in high school, I was a prefect. Now, I don't think it's something that's really, um, it's more a British thing, but like here in, in Australia, you call it like house captains and stuff like that. So I was a prefect. I was one of those. I was, you know, a bit of a nerd. Um, but with, these, with being prefects, we went on what you call like leadership camps. So it was like school camps where we went away and we did like different sort of leadership training. Um, and some of it was pretty full on from, from memory. Like, you know, we used to stay up all night and then get up at the crack of dawn and have to get into like the river and march like like cadets marching in the river. There was one time we went like on a late, like midnight hike where we had to hike through the bush and then we just had to sit in different spots in the jungle on our own for a couple of hours. I mean, we were within, we were within safe distance with friends and stuff, but just sort of as a, as a building mental fortitude, resilience sort of training. There was a time we had to work as a team with just a compass and a map, took us to the jungle and we had to find our way back to our campsite. It's amazing how far, how far you can go off track if you don't follow the compass exactly. For some of you who have done army training before, maybe you've done stuff that's much more full on than that. But for me, as a 14, 15 year old, that was pretty full on. And I remember, I remember it, was, it was super tough, but I also remember I learned a lot from it. And that was the idea behind it. They wanted to teach us to work in teams. They wanted to teach us to build mental fortitude. They wanted to teach us resilience. And through all this training, there was an equipping that was happening in my life. There was a refining that was happening in my life. And you know, this experience of camp reminds me a little bit of what our journey of following Jesus can be like sometimes. Just like those night jungle hikes or marching in the water early in the morning. Sometimes as followers Jesus, we can go through circumstances and challenges through situations that stretch us that challenge us, that make us feel a little bit uncomfortable. But just like I learned a lot at these camps, these circumstances can also teach us lots. They can build our faith. They can build our strength. They can build our trust in God. They can grow us. They can transform our thinking and our actions. We all face lots of life circumstances, new jobs, big decisions, work stress, struggles with our thought life, relationship breakdown, challenges with our children, health issues, a new field of study, grief and loss. All these things can be challenges that we have to navigate. Do any of these resonate with you? You know, through these circumstances, we can feel uncertain. We can feel overwhelmed. We can feel stretched, kind of like I did at that camp sometimes. But we can also feel curious and expectant. What is God doing in this season? What am I learning? What am I meant to be seeing here? What am I meant to be growing in here? We may wonder why it's happening. What is the purpose of what I'm going through? My friends, these are all real things to feel. They're all real things to think and process. But can I encourage you that morning, this morning that God is with you and he will work all things out for your good. 
Romans 8.28 says, And we know that with great confidence, not just a little bit of confidence, with great confidence, that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things, not some things, all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. See, my friends, if you're taking notes this morning or you're following along in the Bible app, the title of my message is Equipping and Refining. Friends, God may allow circumstances in your life to equip and refine you for all he has called you to. We see many examples of the Bible where people were equipped and refined for what God had called them to. David's work as a shepherd in the fields prepared him for fighting Goliath. Esther, in her challenge, when her people were facing attack when her people were facing destruction, she had to do something that was out of the ordinary. She had to trust God and do something that wasn't allowed in that time. But she was being equipped for what God was calling her to do. And the result of that is she saw her people be saved. We heard from Pastor Rachel last week about Nehemiah and the Israelites, that they faced the opposition of the rebuild. But through that, they were equipped to see the supernatural power of God in the rebuilding of the wall and the rebuilding of their city. My friend, the encouragement we can take that is in the circumstances we face that God is faithful in the equipping and the refining. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. For he who promised is faithful. Friends, the Greek word for faithful here is a strong word. It can be translated to mean worthy of trust, can be relied upon, adheres to his promise. My friends, in the circumstances you walk through, God is faithful. He is worthy of trust. He can be relied upon. He can be trusted to adhere to his promises. He will equip you and refine you if you allow him to. See, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of Joseph. There's so much in the story of Joseph, but there's so much that speaks about God's faithfulness in the equipping and the refining. The story of Joseph is fairly long. It spans from Genesis 37 to Genesis 50. Let's start the story in Genesis 37, where Joseph is a 17-year-old. He has 11 older brothers. He's his father's favorite son. This creates a bit of tension with his brothers. To make matters worse, he has these dreams, which are actually from God, of ruling and reigning over his brothers. He tells his brothers of these dreams, but you see it builds up a dislike or a hate towards him. In Genesis 37, 7 and in verse 9, we see him talking about his dreams. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly my bundle stood up and all your bundles all gathered around mine and bowed low before mine. In verse 9, soon Joseph had another dream and again he told his brothers about it. Listen, I've had another dream, he said. The sun, moon, and 11 stars representing his family bowed low before me. Now, my friends, I've got a bit of a spoiler alert. These dreams end up being true. He does end up being a great leader. See, Joseph has a great calling of leadership upon his life, such a strong calling of leadership life. We see that later in the story. But though he had this great calling, he lacked wisdom. He was unaware of how his actions, of how he was speaking about it to his brothers, was negatively impacting them. He would have to go on this journey of learning how to draw people in with the truth of God's word, rather than pushing them away when he spoke God's truth. Joseph's brothers hated him so much, they actually plot to kill him. They end up throwing him in a pit and then selling him into slavery. 
Joseph ends up being taken to Egypt where he works for an Egyptian Potiphar. But once again, the good news is we see God's faithfulness to Joseph in his circumstance. In Genesis 39 verses 2 to 3, the Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized the Lord was with Joseph, giving, giving him success in everything he did. What an amazing testimony of God's faithfulness. The Lord was with him and caused him to succeed. Joseph ends up being head of Potiphar's household. Amazing, right? We see that leadership calling coming to pass. He's head of Potiphar's household. But once again, challenge hits. Joseph is wrongfully accused of something and is thrown into prison. But once again, we see the good news is God was faithful and worked it all out. So if you're taking notes, point number one, God will show himself, show himself faithful in your life. While he's in prison, we read from Genesis 39 verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. Showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. That's the faithfulness of God. Joseph encountered God's faithful love. And we see throughout his story that he did and that he acknowledges God's goodness and faithfulness at the very end of his story in a bit of a hindsight moment in Genesis 50, 20. It is true that you plan to do something bad to me, says Joseph to his brothers. But really, God was planning to do good, was planning good things. God was planning to use me to save the lives of many people. And that is what happened. That he could look back on everything he went through and see that God was faithful and good. So what does that mean for you and I today, my friends? You can and you will see the faithfulness of God in your circumstances. You can and you will see the faithfulness of God in your circumstances. Just as God was with Joseph, God is with you and I today. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you. Holy Spirit is the one who guides us into all truth. We can ask for his wisdom. We can seek out his wisdom in his word. Psalm 37 verse 23 says, The Lord directs the step of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. The Hebrew word for directs here is a strong word. He firmly guides. He firmly establishes. He makes stable. How good is that? That the Lord will establish. He will firmly secure your steps. He delights in every detail of your life. God will show himself faithful. He will protect you. He will guide you. He will strengthen you. In Psalm 91.4, it says, He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. What strong words, a shield, a refuge, a rampart, things that cover us, things that protect us, things that strengthen us. My friend, you and I can trust him. You and I can trust that he'll be faithful in our lives. See, the journey of trust is exactly what it is. It's a journey, learning to follow his lead and see who he is. It isn't something that happens overnight. You don't wake up one morning and go, oh, I trust God completely. But it's something that you grow in step by step, little by little, through seeing God do what only he can in your life. See, I like to liken the journey of trust. Well, my journey of trust anyway, similar to the, the adaptations that happen to us when we start a new exercise program. Has anyone started a new exercise program before in any time? No? You know, you start going to the gym. It's like, yes, yeah, some yeses. So when you start a new program, you can have a bit of hesitation. You can be like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm a bit unsure. And then you get there, you know, you put your active wear on and you get there. But then like everything is so hard. 
Like, you know, you, you need to take a water break every, after the warm-up because you're like, I'm so puffed right now. What? That was the warm-up. I'm ready to go home. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tim knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> or everything seems so difficult. You're like, you want me to move that, that four-kilogram kettlebell? I can't do that. You want me to move that dumbbell? I can't do that. Everything seems so hard or seems unachievable at the time. But, you know, it's called a physiological adaptation to exercise because slowly as you do it a little bit more, as you try a little bit, you start to find you don't get breathless as quickly. You don't get puffed as quickly in the warm-up. You can get through the whole workout without having to take a water break just so you can catch your breath. You start to find like, oh, you want me to do four kilograms? No worries, I can grab the eight kilogram. You start to load more weight on. You progress in your weights. Similarly, our journey of trust can be a bit like that. That, you know, initially there might be a bit of hesitation. Initially you're like, you want me to do what? You want me to give that? You want me to trust you with this? You want me to surrender that to you? But slowly and surely, as you take that step, as you continue to say yes to him, you see your faith grow. You start to progress in your weights. You're like, I can trust you with this. I have seen your faithfulness in that area before. I can trust you for my next step. And as, as you keep doing that, your trust keeps building. It keeps growing. As you continue to see his goodness and faithfulness, you get that feeling of rest, feeling of peace, feeling of security, knowing he has got you, that he is faithful, that he is good. Have you experienced that feeling before? And if you haven't, would you like to? That feeling of rest, of peace, of security, of assurance that he has got you. Just as Pastor Rachel said in the prayer, that he has got you. He will be your help. See, this is something I've had to learn to grow in myself. And I'm still learning to grow in it. Throughout my life, hindsight's a good thing like that, right? You can look back and see what God has done. But when I was in school, I was like pretty keen on basketball. And it was, I thought it may be something I might pursue a bit further. But once I finished school, I ended up actually coming to Adelaide and doing uni. And then once I finished uni, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go on and do some further study. Or maybe I'll get a job at one of the hospitals in Adelaide. But I didn't actually get a job in Adelaide. Ended up getting a job here in Geelong and moving to Geelong. It's true. Love Geelong. But, you know, in that time, it was all these little steps of trust of going, what are you doing in this situation, God? Like, And sometimes you sort of think about, oh, what if, if I'd taken that road, you know, the road less taken, the road we haven't journeyed before. And sometimes those questions come up what if, what if that had happened? But you know, what I've learned is that God orchestrated that whole season perfectly. Like if I'd pursued basketball, I probably wouldn't have come to Adelaide to uni. And then if I hadn't got, not got a job in Adelaide, I wouldn't have moved down to Geelong and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing here today, walking in the abundant life that God has called me to. See, they were all little, little, little steps of trust, of having to say yes to God, of trusting who is. Yes, every now and again, those niggling thoughts of like, oh, what if? I'm sure we all have what if movements. But I've learned to take thoughts, captive those thoughts, to not let the discouragement or uncertainty creep into my life to go, hang on, what if, what if? No, actually, I acknowledge your faithfulness. I recall to mind your faithfulness. I recall to mind your goodness. I recall to mind how you have led me in your goodness to where I'm standing today. And that's something I have to actively do, to recall to mind his goodness. See, in Lamentations 3, 21 to 23, it says, This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. In verses 22 and 23, 
The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. My friends, God's faithfulness is with you every day in your life. You will see it come to pass. Continue to hold on to Him. Continue to recall to mind His past faithfulness. So God will show Himself faithful in your life. Secondly, we see in the story of Joseph that God will equip you for what he has called you to do. And sometimes this equipping comes through our circumstances. You know, perhaps when Joseph is in Potiphar's house, he's thinking, oh yes, I'm leading in his house. I'm finally getting my breakthrough. This is the leadership I was thinking about. But alas, he finds himself in prison for something he hasn't even done. He hasn't done anything wrong. Does this sound like something that might've happened to you or that you might've experienced? You feel like you're starting to walk in what God has called you to, but then you hit a roadblock a temporary obstruction, something that blocks your progress. See, sometimes the roadblock can be the result of our own actions. Or as in Joseph's case, sometimes the roadblock can be the result of nothing we have done. The encouragement we can see, my friends, is the roadblock is part of Joseph's journey in walking to who he is called to be. Once again, we see Joseph being refined, being equipped for the leadership role he is called to. In verse 22 and 23 of Genesis 39, before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. See, we already established the story, the spoiler at the end of the story, that Joseph was going to be a great leader. We see here that he's put in charge over all the other prisoners and all the affairs of the prison. He's being equipped for the leadership he's called to. Friends, a roadblock of prison in Joseph's life became a pathway of equipping. We see other people in the Bible facing roadblocks. David faced the opposition from Saul repeatedly. But we see he learns to trust God and rely on God, which he will need for the future battles he faces. Paul and Silas were in prison, roadblock, but they worshipped. Paul would spend much more time in prison and his heart of worship, his heart of trust and surrender to God is reflected in his letters to the churches. Ruth experiences the loss of her husband. Massive roadblock for her life, especially in those times. But through her work in the field, through the new field that God gave her, she meets Boaz. She gets married. And through that, through their lineage, Jesus, the saviour of the world, was born. What amazing roadblocks that became a pathway. So what does it mean for you and I today? My friend, your roadblock may be a pathway of equipping. So what could a roadblock look like today? Maybe it's working in a job that you find unfulfilling and you're wondering, why am I doing this? What am I here for? You know, that was a bit like me in pharmacy when I did it full time. I used to describe, I don't use this word anymore, but I found it very soul destroying to work in pharmacy full time. Because it's just repetitive, the same, same old, same old. But, you know, I see today that it taught me structure skills, management skills, organization skills, and working with people that was so helpful and beneficial and strengthens what I do today. Perhaps it's a challenging home situation that makes it hard to see anything else but that. Perhaps God is equipping you, increasing your capacity, strengthening you for all he's called it to. Perhaps it's a loss in the world as you know it. Perhaps like Ruth, God is bringing you into a new situation, into new things. My friends, can I encourage you that whatever God has 
God has called you to, wherever he's got you, he is with you. And this may be a season of equipping. He's got new things in store for you. In Isaiah 43, 19, it says, For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. My friends, God is doing new things in our lives. In that pathway, in that roadblock, that roadblock could be a pathway for equipping. You know, I feel like that's, that's a word for some people here this morning, that you feel like you're stuck at this roadblock. And I was reminded of this show I used to love, The Amazing Race. And one of their challenges was called a roadblock. And those roadblocks were often things that were people's fears or worries or uncertainties. And they had to eat something weird or conquer a fear or walk on a tightrope or something that seemed extraordinarily difficult. And some people really took on that challenge, the roadblock, and overcame it. But for some people, they felt stuck. They felt stuck at the roadblock, that they couldn't get past it. You know, I feel for some people this morning that, that you're stuck at that roadblock. You're like, I can't see past it. But can I encourage you, my friend, that roadblock may be your pathway for equipping. Can I encourage you, ask Holy Spirit, Seek his counsel, seek his wisdom. What are you equipping me in in this season? Where I feel like I'm stuck in this roadblock, what are you showing me? He will guide you into all truth. He will bring revelation and he will continue to equip you and you will get past that roadblock. So allow him to show you, to reveal to you, to teach you and guide you. He's a good teacher, he's a good counselor. He's a good comforter, my friends. So just as Joseph was being, was being equipped for what he was called to, we also see Joseph's character being refined. Friends, God refines us through our circumstances. Point number three. See, while in prison, Joseph meets the cupbearer and the baker, or Pharaoh, the leader of Egypt. With God's help, he's able to interpret their dreams. And he says to the cupbearer, hey, can you put in a good word for me with Pharaoh when you're restored to your position in Genesis 40, 14? And please remember me and do me a favor when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. But alas, the cupbearer forgets. In verse 23, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. Once again, Joseph finds himself in uncertainty. Perhaps he had to deal with rejection disappointment, feeling forgotten, feeling left out, feeling left behind. So what does this mean for you and I today? Perhaps Joseph's experience sounds familiar to you. Maybe you've been overlooked for a job promotion. Maybe you've been overlooked for an opportunity. Maybe you've had prophetic words spoken over you of what God has called you to but you're not yet seeing it come to pass. Maybe you have a desire in your heart to see different things, to do something God has called you to do in the mission field, to get married, to have a family, but you're not yet seeing it coming to pass. Maybe like Joseph, you can feel that disappointment, that uncertainty, that doubt. Can I encourage you that in this season, God may be refining you into what He's called you to do. 
just like he was with Joseph. See, because we see Joseph's character being refined, the way he speaks, his behavior, his thoughts. As we look across these scriptures that I'm going to read out, we can see the progression and transformation in Joseph. Joseph's dependency on God grows exponentially. Joseph's language and speech are different. Joseph has learned to draw people in rather than push them away. Looking back at Genesis 37 verse 9, where Joseph says, The sun, moon and the eleven stars bow before me. In Genesis 39 verse 9, when he's speaking to Potiphar's wife, no one here has more authority than I do. It's a very I, me focused. But we see in Genesis 41, 15 to 16, when he meets Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream last night and no one here can tell me what it means. But I've heard that when you hear about a dream, you can interpret it. See Joseph's response. It is beyond my power to do this. Joseph replied, but God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. What a transformation. His dependency on God grows exponentially. His language and his speech has been transformed. But we see in Genesis 45, 7 to 8, when he talks to his brothers, again, speaking of God's goodness, God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who has made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of the entire palace, the governor of all Egypt. See, friends, Joseph has learnt to draw his brothers in with the truth that God has sent me here He's no longer pushing them away, boasting about who God has called him to be, but he's drawing them in. Joseph goes from boasting about himself to acknowledging God's sovereignty, God's goodness. God, Joseph goes from being this self-reliant, confident teenager to still being confident, but he has wisdom, he has growth, and he has a confidence in who he is in God. He's a reflective, mature, God-focused and other-focused adult. So what does this mean for you and I today, my friends? God will refine you and I through the circumstances, changing the way we think, changing the way we speak. Romans 12:2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of, my, of your mind. In other versions it says, By allowing God to change the way you think, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. See, friends, I'm on this journey of refining too. You know, recently, revelation was brought to me where I realized that I actually quite dislike watching myself back on the live stream. Like, I actually feel quite strongly about them. Like, no, I actually don't like watching myself at all. And so I had to be a bit curious and self-reflective about it, asking Holy Spirit, like, where does that come from? Like, I feel fine when I'm here, nervous before, but fine when I'm here, but I can't watch myself back. And, you know, He revealed to me that, that when I'm up here, I feel the flow of the supernatural power of Holy Spirit operating through me. But when I watch it back, all I see are the flaws. All I see is like, oh, I stumbled over that word. Oh, I said this wrong. Oh, I did that. But you know what? That's where God was refining my thoughts, that those areas of self-doubt needed to be removed so I continue to grow in what He's called me to. Because it's important to be reflective. Like it's important to watch it back so you can see what areas you can grow in. Like I want to grow in, in the giftings He has given me. But he had to teach me to renew my thinking around that. And look, I have to admit, I'm still a work in progress. I wouldn't say I love watching myself back now and I can do it with no worries. But I'm learning that he is refining me through this. 
that He is growing me in my gifting through this. And I can stay in that process. I can stay the course with Him because I know He is good and faithful in that circumstance. So what might it be for you? What might God be refining you in this time? Can I encourage you to be reflective, to be curious, to ask Holy Spirit, well, why do I feel this way in this circumstance? Why do I feel this resistance? Why do I feel this hesitancy? Like I said, he's a good counsellor. He's a good teacher. He will guide you into all truth. So friends, God will refine you and equip you in your circumstances. He is faithful to do so. And so as I wrap up, let's see the exciting thing that we see at the end of the story, although I already gave the spoiler away. We see that Joseph's dreams come to pass. He does become a great leader. In Genesis 41, 37 to 41, Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone else like this so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court and of all the people will take orders from you. Only I sitting on the throne, will have a rank higher than yours. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. What an amazing outcome. Firstly, what an amazing testimony that Pharaoh sees the Spirit of God working so mightily in Joseph's life that he acknowledges, acknowledges it. Can we find anyone else so filled with the Spirit of God? Wouldn't you love to hear that testimony? Wow, I can see the power of God working in you and through you in your life, in your workplace, in your schools, in your universities, with your friends. Can you see, wow, I can see something different in you. I can see something that God is working in and through you. What a testimony that through God's faithfulness, through the equipping and the refining that Joseph sees great things happen in his life but in the life of the entire land because he led he led Egypt and the surrounding nations through a time of very difficult famine but we also see here Joseph's dreams come to pass what God had put in his heart the promises that God had given him all those many years ago when he was 17 having those dreams he sees those dreams come to pass he is indeed a leader he is indeed walking the leadership calling that God has given to him that God worked all things out for His good. But there was a season of equipping and refining that He went through to get there. So my friends, what is God equipping you and refining you in this time? Can I encourage you? Stay the course. Stay the course. Keep your eyes fixed on Him. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward in Him. Know that He will work all things out for your good. He is faithful in the equipping and the refining. Let's pray. Lord God, I just thank You that You are a good and faithful God. Holy Spirit, I just thank You that You are so good at teaching us and growing us and making us more like You. And Holy Spirit, we say, have Your way and show us Show us the areas you want to equip us. Show us the areas you want to refine us so we can impact our city, so we can impact our families, we can impact our friends for your kingdom and so that we can see the dreams you have put in our hearts come to pass. We honour you and thank you for the work you are doing in our lives. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you're here this morning, my friends, or you're watching online, live or at a later time, and you hear this message, you go, that all sounds really good, but I don't quite understand. What does it mean to, to know God's faithfulness, to trust in God, to know Him? Well, it's kind of like I said with the exercises. Hey, the first step is saying yes to God, like you'd say yes to a new exercise program. Saying yes to trusting in Him. And that first step of trusting Him involves a prayer. See, Romans 10, 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's the first step of following Jesus. That's the first step of equipping and refining, making a decision to say, yes, I want to follow you, Jesus. Come into my life. Be Lord of my life and equip and refine me for the purpose you have called me to. Many of us here have said that prayer before. And we're going to say that prayer, a prayer now together. It starts with a prayer. And if you're here in the room or you're watching online and you haven't said this prayer before, or maybe you're saying it as a prayer rededication to Him, would you join us as we say this prayer now? Church, will you pray this prayer together? Dear Jesus, I thank You that You died on the cross so I could be in relationship with You. I confess with my mouth that Jesus, you are Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And I thank you that because of that, I am saved. I ask you to be Lord of my life. Come and teach me, equip me, and refine me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, my friend, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or as a prayer rededication, what an amazing decision you've made today. What an amazing journey you are going to be on. And we don't want to leave you there. We want to equip you for this journey as well. So if you're here in the room, I'd love to have a chat with you after the service. You can come and chat to Pastor Leah, Pastor Ney. Otherwise, if you're watching online, you can go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps. Here you'll find resources that will equip you for the journey you have. Well, friends... As you go into your week, let's be curious. Let's be self-reflective. Let's continue to seek out what God may be equipping us in, what God may be refining us in. Let's allow Him to mould us and refine us and make us more like Him. So if you're watching online, thank you so much for joining us and let's continue on this journey of equipping and refining. Amen.